Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Array Podcast. For when I'm break, we previewed what we're going to talk about for this week's show. Once again, going through the Giants and their upcoming games over the next week. But do want to address the elephant in the room first. There's only three games over the next week because it is all-star uh, break time. So because of that, they're going to have some off time from basically Monday all the way through to Friday. So only three games to talk about, which will be the weekend series against the Rockies. So hopefully they sweep those. But... Before we get into any of the previews for the individual games, got to recap how we did and how the Giants did over the last week. The Giants overall, not too good. Ended up losing a series to the Mets, and they ended up losing a series to the Mariners. Have really not been playing good baseball. They've lost four of their last five, and you can tell the offense has really been a problem because they can't score. But to go through the actual game breakdowns, we did pretty well over the week. So starting off with the Friday game, we ended up taking the Giants to win against the Mets. We thought that Carrasco would struggle, and we did a link to the over in that game. Had faith in Cobb to pitch well. Cobb and Carrasco kind of balanced each other out because they both pitched relatively well. But you ended up having Bailey as the serious hero as he hit the go-ahead three-run homer in the eighth inning to give the Giants the win. Then on the Saturday card, we gave out the Mets with Verlander to get the job done, and Verlander at home once again was really, really good. Di Scafani was not good at all. What else is new? And you ended up seeing Verlander go seven scoreless as the Mets won the game 4-1. to Then you had the Sunday night game, which we couldn't really predict because we had no listed pitchers at all. But for that game, ended up picking up a loss. We linked to the Giants to find a way because they were the better team. Did not work out as the Mets ended up winning the game 8-4. to Kind of jumped on Wood there, went an inning in two-thirds, and he gave up four earned. So not a good performance for Wood. And as for the Mets, they ended up, I believe, having a bullpen game, if I'm not mistaken there. And the bullpen game, no, Peterson actually started. He went four innings, gave up one run. But you ended up seeing the Mets piece, piece together a decent showing. But Stripling got the start for the Giants as an opener. Then Wood came in, I guess, as the long relief plan, and he was brutal and he ended up struggling. So the Mets did win the series. We went 2-1 and one in the picks, though, for that series. And then you had the last couple games against the Mariners, where the Mariners actually looked pretty good. And the Mariners won the first two games, 6-5 and 6-0. Tricky once again with the lack of information regarding the Giants starting pitching. And you had the chaotic game on Monday, where if you had the under, that was brutal because you had seven runs in the ninth inning, where the Mariners ended up scoring four runs in the 
top of the ninth to take a 6-2 lead. Then the Giants hit a three-run homer. Uh, Sable actually hit a second home run of the game, and they ended up losing 6-5. to five. But uh, Doval was brutal, gave up four runs in one inning, and Doval's been one of the better relievers in all of baseball, so he had himself a bad game. But the Mariners got it done. Then they no-showed the game offensively on Tuesday because they lost 6-0, but then Cobb did pitch very well on Wednesday. The Giants still couldn't hit, but they scored two runs, which was one too many because they won the game uh, 2 nothing. So Seattle didn't score. Cobb was really good, and the Giants salvaged the final game of the series. So the Giants right now stand at 47-40. and 40. They are currently in possession of third place in the NL West. They're a game and a half behind the Dodgers and three games behind the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks kind of skidding, though. They've lost three straight, so there is room to potentially move up and the Dodgers are once again in striking distance of taking over first place. So we'll see what happens. But either way, point is the Giants are still fighting for a playoff spot, and hopefully they'll be able to end the first half of the season on a high note. First half of the season, even though we're more than halfway through in terms of games, however that works, but still. Uh, for this three-game set, taking on the Rockies in Oracle Park, and it should be a pretty... Hopefully good series for the Giants because the Rockies are really bad. And it's not a surprise. They're in dead last in the division as they are currently 33 and 55. They are once again really bad away from Coors Field. They're not good at Coors Field either, but they're really bad every year on the road. And they are 13 and 31 straight up on the road while the Giants are 24 and 21 at home. I also did not mention that since this is a Thursday podcast, they don't play on Thursday, so this is a day off leading into the weekend series. Uh, the Rockies are currently in the middle of a four-game losing streak as they ended up getting swept by Houston. Not exactly a shock there because we know that Houston's a good home team and the Rockies are really bad on the road, so they ended up getting swept in that series. Also lost the final two games in the series against the Tigers, so not a good showing by Colorado recently. Uh but to go through the pitching matchup here, you have Gomber as the pitcher for the Rockies. And so far this season, he has really not been good. He's been better lately, but once again, he set the bar pretty low. Uh, but to go through Gomber's numbers here this season, he does have a 6.64 ERA. His numbers on the road, though, are actually decent, comparatively speaking. A 4.93 ERA on the road compared to a 7.84 ERA at home. However, Gomber in his last couple starts actually have been decent. Uh, last two starts, 12 innings pitched and four earned runs. So he's been relatively fine, and that's definitely... Uh, a compliment to the highest degree compared to the rest of the Rockies pitching staff. But Gomber's been okay. As for the Giants, once again, no listed pitcher. I'm really happy for the All-Star break because I really am so annoyed seeing undecided as the Giants pitcher for the game. And when you're trying to give out betting picks, you don't know who's pitching for one of these teams. It's a real pain in the ass. But anyway, uh, Gomber's been decent. I'm assuming the Giants will be a massive favorite. I think if I wanted to go for value, I'd probably consider the Rockies' first five. Maybe plus half a run if you have faith in Gomber to pitch decently, and maybe you think to yourself that the Giants' starting pitching situation is still too unpredictable to actually rely on anybody, and because of that, you might find some value on the Rockies' first five. I'm not picking the Rockies to win the game. I'll never pick them to win a game on the road, but I do think if you want to talk about price point and the Giants still losing four of five, you can make an argument that there might be some value on the Rockies to get the job done and that the price is a little bit inflated on San Francisco, despite the recent form. I am going to lean to the Giants to win the game, 
But I think my pick for this is actually going to be the Rockies' first five plus half a run. I just think that Gomber's been good enough where he can keep the Rockies close. And the Rockies got some guys back recently. Uh, you got Bryant back, Crone back. So they are getting some key pieces back to the lineup. And I do think the Rockies can do some damage against the Giants pitching staff. Maybe you see a 2-2 game, 3-3 game through five. And if that's the case, you do win your plus half a run in the first five. But for this matchup, I think the Giants are probably going to win. But I actually am going to give a bit of a, a seal of approval to Gomber based on recent form, and I'll take the Rockies' first five plus half a run. Now, moving into the Saturday game, you have, once again, no pitcher listed for the Giants as they take on Seabold, and this will be a Saturday afternoon game. So starting off with Seabold, because that's where I have to start off with, they wouldn't have a pitcher for the Giants. Seabold has been really bad, uh, 6.62 ERA. He has given up 15 home runs, and recently he has not gotten much better because the last couple of outings, He's been a gas can. So facing off against the Tigers last start, five innings, eight runs, three home runs allowed. Against the Dodgers, five innings, four earned. Against the Braves, three innings and nine earned. And the Tigers, not sorry, the yeah, the Tigers scored 14 in that game. Uh, the Dodgers scored five and the Braves scored 10. So the Rockies have been outscored by at least five runs in each of Seabold's last three starts. Not a good sign. He did face off against the Giants in cores earlier this year in June. Six innings, two runs, so he did pitch well in that outing. But I feel like I got to take the Giants on the run line here. Just simply put, Seabold's been that bad recently. And when you lose three straight games by five-plus runs when you're on the mound, I'm not going to have any faith in you. So I'll take the Giants to get the job done here on the run line. I'm not sure who, once again, is going to be pitching for the Giants. Maybe they'll piece together something. But I do think with... The Rockies' road form being 13-31, and 31, Seabold I just can't trust. And I do think, once again, when you're looking at pitchers to fade, the Seabold's probably one of them, based on recent form. If you've been blindly fading pitchers that have been struggling lately, you've done quite well for yourself. Uh, Wainwright, for example, earlier this, earlier this week, he got shelled. I faded Chase Anderson personally on Wednesday. He got shelled. There's a lot of bad pitchers that are still getting starts. Uh, Luke Weaver, I know he's won some games, but team totals have done well against him. You get my point. There's a lot of bad pitchers around, and fading them has been quite profitable. But to look at Seabold's splits here, he's actually been worse on the road than at home. Uh, at home, is a 6.41 ERA. On the road, he is a 6.91 ERA in 27 and a third. And he's also been a lot worse in day games compared to night games. In day games, 23 innings pitched a 10.57 ERA, and this will be a day game in the West Coast. So I am going to go with the Giants on the run line in this Saturday game. And moving into the finale of the first half pre-All-Star break, we do have listed pitchers for the Giants. We have Logan Webb taking on Kyle Freeland. And for this matchup, Logan Webb, to go through his numbers, he's been pretty good, 3.38 ERA. Recently, he's been fine. I mean, overall, he's going length every start. He got shelled a little bit against Toronto a couple starts ago on the road, but he got back on track, struck out 11 in six and two thirds against the Mariners. Uh, but he was good against the uh, the uh, Dodgers, good against the Dimebacks. Three earned against the Dimebacks is pretty good because Dimebacks do have one of the better offenses in the league. But Logan Webb at home this season has been amazing. So far the season at home, 53 and a third innings pitched, a 2.36 ERA. So he has been very sharp. Faced off against Colorado once this season, though. Five and a third, four earned, but that was in cores. 
So you can kind of toss that out the window because pitching in cores is almost impossible for pitchers that rely so heavily on movement. And Logan Webb is definitely a movement-based pitcher. So that is not totally a shock that he struggled in cores. But to go through the numbers of the Rockies' active batters against Webb, just for reference, it's decent. Uh, They've had roughly 102 plate appearances, a 284 batting average, and a 333 on base percentage. Seven walks, though, which is pretty noticeable. But I do think, once again, uh, Webb has been pitching pretty well, and Freeland has not. So I do think that's going to be the story of this matchup. Uh, But to go through Freeland's recent numbers, once again, his overall numbers this season, 4.93 ERA, 16 home runs allowed in roughly 96 innings. But he's been better lately, kind of similar uh, to some of the other guys that you can look around the league and you're looking at the middle rotation guys and they're just kind of doing just enough to, you know, stay in the rotation, but not enough to actually be viewed as being a good pitcher. That's kind of Freeland at this point. So to go through his outings here, six and a third, four earned against the Astros, five innings, six runs against the Dodgers. Five innings, three earned against the Angels. Four and a third, seven runs against the Braves. Five innings, one run against the Padres. You get the point. Couple of bad starts, couple of mess starts, and maybe a good start on occasion, but mostly not great. But he has been a lot worse on the road than at home. So far the season on the road, 5.89 ERA in 44 and a third. So I'm not exactly sold on him pitching well in this outing. And to look at his numbers against the Giants' active batters, just for reference, the Giants have seen him a decent amount. 100 and roughly 29 plate appearances, a 263 batting average and a 323 on base percentage. So kind of the same numbers that Webb has against the Rockies. Uh, And you got to factor the cores element into it, which is a bit tricky. But I do think once again, I'm going to go with the Giants here. I just don't trust Freeland enough. And I do think that once again, the Giants should probably get a good performance from Webb, who's been really good at home this season. So give me the Giants to complete the sweep. I'm not sure if I want to take the run line or maybe just the Rockies team total under, but I think Webb's going to pitch well, and I do think the Giants will probably win this game 4-2, to give or take. So I'm going to lean to the under, but just in case, I will go with the Giants to get the job done uh, with the Rockies team total under. So once again, my picks for the three games pre-All-Star break are going to be the Giants in all three, uh, but my favorite pick in the Friday game will be the Rockies' first five plus half a run. My favorite play on Saturday will be the Giants run line fading Seabold. And on Sunday, I'm going to lean to the under, but I am going to assume the Giants get the job done. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode. We'll be back once again next week. Kind of lines up perfectly uh, with the All-Star break because that's going to end the last off days on Thursday. So we can do an episode previewing Friday onward. So nothing's really going to change for the sake of our schedule but once again, only three games to go through for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.